What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Spectators 189. It is June, so welcome to June. It is the, the dog days of summer are upon us. The fifth, we are in the middle of the NBA Finals. Game two just happened last night. The MLB season is rocking and rolling. We got the WNBA cooking. If that's something that you're into that I'm trying to watch more of this season, definitely. Um, F1 is going on. There's a lot of stuff happening, and then... Stanley Cup as well. We're trying our best to keep up with it all. We got a lot of stuff going on, as you guys all know. But with that being said, Brooke, welcome back. Welcome in. How are we living? How are we feeling? Feeling good. We living good. Everything is good. Okay. Getting ready for, for a lot of big stuff coming up. So make sure you guys are tuned in. Yeah. Everywhere. everywhere. Tune in everywhere. At Spectators Media, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Check it all out because we got some stuff in store for you guys. Some new, fresh, not seen before on our channel content. True. So so get ready. This we, is we true. coming. This is true. We're, We're coming. coming. Speaking of that as well, before we get into everything, we do have our third event coming up. August 26th, Sunset in Paradise. The tickets are live mm -hmm. now. If you go to any of those socials, we have the link in our bio. You can go check it out. Get a ticket. They're only like 15 right now. Get them while they're cheap because they will not stay 15 forever. So make Bail sure. It ends June 8th. Yeah, so make sure you guys are on that. Get there. Buy your tickets. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be a, a, a really, really good time. And our biggest event to date. So shout out to that. And and everything going into that. So, anyway, like I mentioned, the NBA Finals are going on. Game 2 happened last night. The Miami Heat snatch Game 2. They were down pretty big. They had a big lead. They lost the big lead. They come back. They almost blow it at the end. This game kind of was a roller coaster. And it's an interesting game, too, because... Jokic is the first non-Laker center to go 40 and 10 in a finals game. 40 points, 10 Crazy. boards. Crazy. It, it wasn't a great assisting game from him. A lot of his teammates didn't shoot great. It's just how that kind of goes sometimes. And despite him scoring 40, they do wind up losing this game. And it wasn't a great Jimmy Butler performance either. What stands out to you about this Heat win? Well, I'm I'm gonna bring it to what um, Malone said in the presser after the game. Uh, I'll just uh, go ahead and read the quote. Uh, this is the NBA Finals. We're talking about effort here. That's a huge concern of mine. You guys probably thought I was just making up some storyline after Game One when I said we didn't play well. We didn't play well, and and that's really what it was. You you come out in this game, and. Miami goes on a 10-2 start. So you guys are coming out dead out the gates. And if, if you want to go ahead and, and and be dominant like you guys should be, like you guys have been with this deep, deep, deep Nuggets team, you guys should be waxing the heat. But here you are with, with a scrappy Miami team who's not going to fold. You guys, yeah, you guys come back after uh, Miami goes up. But then you just fall fall right back. At the start of the second half, you go ahead, let them just get a whole get eleven points in in two minutes. And you can't be doing that. So uh, effort is is the biggest thing. You you can't come into this uh series thinking that you guys are the better team and this is gonna be a cakewalk. Cause it's not. This is a good Miami Heat team. 
Yeah, it's a good team. And, you know, losing fourth quarters typically loses you games, right? And yep. they gave up 36 points in the in the fourth quarter. And, I mean, outside of the last two minutes when Jamal was kind of throwing up prayers to try and make this a game, which was making it insane. I mean, they weren't doing anything to stop the heat. And, again, this wasn't a Jimmy Butler masterclass at all. He only had 21. He didn't shoot particularly well. Uh, Bam did have a great game, though. Gabe Vincent was kind of back to shooting how he has been a majority of the playoffs outside of most of that uh, Boston series. So they got their contributions from their guys. And this was just like a classic, just sometimes the shots aren't going in and, and maybe it's on account of effort on mm-hmm. like attacking the basket, trying to find an open man. I still feel pretty confident about the Nuggets because despite how kind of sloppy they played and how lazy they played for a majority of this game for it to only be a three-point loss and i know it's kind of like a copium thing but like they only lost by three and it felt like they shouldn't have been even remotely in this game especially with how it started i don't know i i I don't feel too poorly about it you don't want to lose a game at home but no, not at all. It's a huge win for Miami. Yeah. And they, they really got to take advantage of this because you're in a better spot than I think anybody would have thought. I think 2-0, you could have booked that. Take to the bank. Yeah. But you go ahead, you steal one on the road, and I mean, hey, shout out. <laughs> shout out. Like, um, J- Jamal had a, a decent game, but you didn't get that, that Nuggets – master class that that were that we're used to from everybody yeah. being double digits where you got like six seven guys in double digits so they they made it work and i mean you look at caleb martin he only had three points so you you didn't even get that from the heat so th- this was a big big win that you scrap it out where not everybody was on their a game but i'll say this what with this message coming from malone and and even the rest of the team the Nuggets should be coming out firing on all cylinders game three. They should be. And and regardless of if it's in Miami, yeah, we, we got the, the different altitude and stuff. So we'll, we'll see how that plays. We'll see how that plays. But be ready for a dogfight in game three because the Nuggets are coming. And how yeah. are the Heat going to match up with that? I just don't see a world where Michael Porter Jr. only puts up five again. Like, exactly. if there's anybody exactly. on the court that, like, I expect, you know, at least a good 15 from, it's Michael Porter. Uh, it's not yeah. even that he's, like, I mean, he didn't shoot well, but he wasn't, like, putting up the volume. And I think when we're talking about effort, he was one of those guys, right? He's usually, like, a pretty good yeah. off-ball mover to kind of create space. Or even when he gets the ball, he'll be really good at creating his own shot. And he just kind of wasn't doing that in this game which is strange, and I don't know what that was or why that was. But Jokic also can't be taking 28 shots. Like, that's not how this team is kind of built. Like, he can, and, and they clearly he puts up 40, and that happens regularly. They haven't won a game with him scoring 40 or more in the playoffs yet. They haven't done it. He's done it three times. They have not won any of those games. So they've only lost, like, four games in the playoffs, and he scores 40 in them. So they need this team to be a little bit more diverse you know, diverse in their offense and not have it turn into Jokic hero ball because although he's fantastic and he's an efficient shooter and all that, this team just functions better when he's not 
always the scorer and just the offensive engine, right? And I'll, I'll throw this nugget out there. Denver's now 0-3 in the postseason when Jokic scores 40 or more points. Yeah. Solid. They're 13-1 and when he, he scores fewer. Everything else. That's what I'm saying. Like, he, so it's like, what? They it, want the diverse strategy. Yeah. Like, go ahead. Let, let him score. Let him beat us. Not anybody else. I mean, if that's the strategy going in, if, if that's going to work, go ahead. Let him score 50. Yeah. But you, you need everybody to come correct. Oh, if he's scoring 50, they're winning, though. I don't care. If he's scoring 50, they're winning. That's just how that's going to be. Because that means he's shooting like 70% on 50. <laughs> like, that's just how that's going. That's crazy. Or, or, or it just means nobody else is in. He's the only one who's, who's doing it. And I, I don't know which one we like more. I don't so. know which one we like more either. So that's crazy. Yeah, you, uh, just, you just need everybody to show up. That, that's it. I mean, I, if I, we, we've seen them. If they do it, they they win. It, it's that simple. I don't yeah. care how how good these these doesn't matter how well the Heat play. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter. Like yeah. You, Gabe Vincent and, and Caleb Martin, like yeah, they show up, they put up twenty. But go ahead, do that. Well, and, <laughs> and I'm interested deeper. to see how Game Three goes because the Heat yeah. have been the teams causing teams to like play worse. Air quotes, right? Like. I mean, the Knicks are just a bad shooting team, so they don't really count. But the Bucks were just stifled; like they didn't know what to do offensively. They couldn't get yeah. into a rhythm at all. Uh, the the Celtics, Jalen Brown was a non-factor for five of the seven games. Like they were figuring yeah. out ways to stop these teams, and it wasn't so much like the teams just not playing well, where it was like, "Hey, we're the reasons for it." I don't know if they were the reason for this game too. That's I feel like one game kind of isn't enough to tell. Game three, if the Nuggets still come out and none of the the role players are being productive and creating shots like they typically do, then there maybe is a cause for concern. But I don't see the Nuggets losing game three. I don't either. I don't see it. I don't either. I don't I think they maybe split these next two games. Cause I figured the Heat would win one at home coming into this. Yeah. But I don't see a world where they win game three and then take a lead. But, hey, stranger things have happened, and this Heat team has been unreal. So This Heat, this heat team is great. I mean, we got to stop counting them out. Like, I, I know we haven't too much, but there's a lot of people who have. Like, yeah, they're, they're an eight seed. Cool. But they're not playing like it. Yeah. They're playing like a championship team, and you have to respect that. As deep as Denver is – Miami matches up decently well. They have on, a lot of guys. Level. They have a lot yeah, of guys. They're, they're not names. They're not names, but they're they're making it happen. Yeah, they're playing well. They're making it happen Sometimes. when it needs to happen. Sometimes. We've seen like a Caleb Martin and like a Gabe Vincent clunker. Max Struess. I mean, like, we, we just like, we just I, had one. Yeah, yeah. Caleb, we just yeah. had one. Caleb had three points. Yeah, he wasn't good but in the first game either. You, so. you just had a clunker on on the on Denver's end too. So it's like. It could happen. You're you're allowed those. I mean, I wouldn't say allowed. It's NBA Finals now, but like, go ahead, have the clunker, yeah, but but come back, come back. What what are you doing next game? Don't right. don't give me seven. I <laughs> <laughs> like thirty percent. <laughs> yeah, don't give me seven. Like, come back yeah. with like fifteen, twenty points. Cool. We we can forget about it. But this team is just as deep. It's just as deep, and I mean, they're, they're scrappy. And if I again, I I don't think Miami's winning this series. I think it's Denver's to lose. Yeah. But 
I would not be surprised if Miami comes out on top at the end of the series. I really wouldn't. It wouldn't be like, yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh my god, they they just lost to an AC. Would, they did Mission no. Impossible. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I no, feel you. like Miami is proving themselves to belong here. Yeah, it. They beat the Bucks. Maybe it was a fluke. Maybe Milwaukee just didn't show up. Okay, cool. They still beat the one seed. Mm-hmm. You beat the Knicks. Okay, they didn't shoot well. Yada yada. Mm-hmm. It'll happen. They beat the Celtics, a great team. They still end up beating them. So if if they go ahead and sweep all that and go to the finals and beat the uh, Nuggets, like you you gotta give them their props. Yeah. You have to. Have to. So shout out to the Heat again. Taking game two was a big, a big step. If they lost that game, despite how well they played in the fourth quarter, this would just be over. It would just be over, like fully. I would be completely in. Yeah. Nuggets in five, and just pack it up. But winning game two in Denver. Changes up quite a bit. Changes the field, changes the momentum, makes it feel like, okay, now it's a best of five series. Makes it interesting over there. So keep an eye on that. Uh, Wednesday is game three. Friday is game four. I don't know what the rest of the schedule is looking like, but we will need it. That game five, if needed, is now 100% needed. So I don't know when game five is, but four is going to be on Friday, three on Wednesday, probably around eight o'clock, whatever. The timing for games has been way too late, I feel like, but whatever. Um, shout out to that. We're going to move and transition a little bit over to baseball. We haven't talked baseball in a couple weeks, and as you guys know, that's our favorite sport around here. So we're going to talk a little baseball real quick. We're a little over a third of the way through the season. All-Star voting is now live, so if you guys want to get your ballots in, uh, go to the MLB website or go to the Twitter, wherever. They have a link, and you're able to vote on All-Star right now which is pretty nice i feel like that's something that we should maybe do sounds like a good video i don't know i might do a tiktok about who's to say uh but i want to talk about again third of the way through the season so things are real like we're not too early to react and be like oh it's too early to sorry uh some of the things that we're seeing are real some of them are still maybe a little too early but like you're like the pretenders are probably fading away at this point right so what's yeah, your biggest sure. surprise so far this year? The Baltimore Orioles. Second place in the AL East. I mean, by their, their record is looking great. They, they got some young talent that's been moving, and, and they're just making it happen. And the fact that we're this far in now and, and they're even in the conversation is, is crazy because we've been saying, like, yeah, it, it's Tampa, it's New York. Toronto and it's Boston. Yeah, and then you got it's been the that way for a while too. It's whoever beats up on the Orioles the most is probably going to win the division. It's not the case. It's not the case. Not the either. case. They're 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 showing that they're here. They're here to contend. They're they're not just going to lay down and and just be bait for <laughs> for division wins. They're not doing it. So I, I'm definitely impressed with them. But whether they, they fall off in, in a few weeks and then go back to the bottom of the barrel, I don't know. But shout out to them. Yeah, my biggest concern with the, the Orioles is going to be, like, their pitching holding up. I think their bullpen is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yanir Cano is one of the coolest stories of the year. Just all of a sudden, this dude changes his arm angle a little bit and becomes this just elite reliever. He's going to wind up being an all-star. He's been fantastic. 
It's crazy what mechanics can do. It's crazy what like a little mechanicals change does. It, it changes everything, dude. And I just I'm just concerned about their pitching staff for like the duration of the season because their pitchers, their starters are still not like fantastic. They're middle of the pack in terms of like ERA plus. Um, a lot of their like advanced stuff is like okay pitching wise, right? It's like very meh. It's like a job. Get mm-hmm. me over, which is fine. But they're going to need to be a top-level offense if we're going to overcome the fact that you're a middling pitching staff, right? Like, you have to really hit the baseball. Yeah. And they kind of do. They do it in bursts. And it's interesting, though, because Gunnar Henderson has not been very good. He's their top prospect. He was the top prospect in baseball coming into the year. He's not been very good. So maybe he can kind of get it along, make the offense a little bit better, more consistent. One day, maybe Ryan Mountcastle will stop being a Babbitt warrior and the balls will actually drop. I don't know if it's true. <laughs> I don't know if it'll happen. But it's cool to see, like, Austin Hayes have a breakout year that we've kind of seen flashes of for a while. Cedric Mullins has been fantastic, as always. Uh, Santander has been consistent for once, which is, like, the biggest part of his issues. And I don't know. I don't. I don't feel any type of way... Good or bad about them, I don't feel like this is like a World Series team by any means. But oh no, 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 it, no, no it's no. an impressive <laughs> start that they've no, had, no, no. and it's got to be a good feeling because this is still a really young team. Their highest paid yeah. player isn't even on the roster. <laughs> they're like, they they got a lot of good things cooking, and they're fun and they're doing a lot of fun stuff. They got like the beer bong celebration. They they're doing a bunch of dances whenever they had extra base hits, and they're young. Adley Rushman's legit he's the best catcher in baseball like i don't know i love it they're fun and it's hard to root against them which is nice too mm-hmm. like i saw a really good tweet that was like the orioles are what the blue jays think they are <laughs> and it's like yeah because the, the blue jays swear just like they're just this fun likable team that like everybody wants to root for because they haven't been good for a while, but now they are, and it's their time. And they just talk and they talk and they talk, and they haven't even been any good. Now they're in fourth place in the division. Now the Blue Jays are better. Not the Blue Jays. The Orioles are better. Yeah. So I thought that was a pretty good tweet. Obviously, that division's crazy. Like the Blue Jays are in fourth, and they'd be in first in like three other divisions in the in the league. So it, it's, it's wild. It, it's tough. It's but wild, bro. AL East every year. The AL Beast is a an evil, evil world, and I hate it. <laughs> the Yankees have the third best record in baseball. The fourth best record in baseball, right? They're in third place. <laughs> they have the fourth fourth best record in baseball. They just beat the Dodgers in a series. Didn't do anything. Did it's nothing. Crazy, bro. <laughs> it's absolutely nuts. It's crazy. So again, shout out to Baltimore for for being where they're at and it's exciting. I, I hope that they find a way into the playoffs. Uh, I don't think they win this division by any stretch of the imagination, but I hope they find a mm-hmm. way into the playoffs and give somebody a run for their lunch money. Be cool. Be very cool. I will also hit you with a big shock. And this one I do think are actual contenders. The Texas Rangers are legit. That that was one of mine. So they are legit. <laughs> so they have they have some crazy things going on over there in Texas, right? Marcus Simeon's mm-hmm. having a great year. Obviously, yep. uh, Nate Evaldi's a Cy Young candidate right now. And 
coming into the year, I thought he was like their third best arm. Like it was the Grom, it was Martin Perez, and then it was Evaldi. And then they, you know they 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 have a good little staff over there. They have the best run differential through fifty seven games since nineteen thirty nine. The New York Yankees were plus one sixty. This team is outscoring everybody by a lot. They just went into, or I don't know if it was in Seattle or not. Let me fact check this real quick. They just played the Seattle Mariners, who have had a tough stretch, right? Mm -hmm. And they beat them 2-0 in the first game. Nothing too crazy. 16-6 and 12-3. Just an absolute pummeling of a division rival. And Seattle is supposed to be a team that went to the playoffs and is still getting better. Also, Seattle's known for their pitching, and they had a brutal week <laughs> with the getting smacked by the Yankees and their Angels, so that's just tough. Yeah. But Jonah Heim has become fantastic at the plate, which is crazy. Uh, Nate Lowe has been a good hitter for a while now. Obviously, Marcus Semyon. Corey Seager's getting hot and very quietly putting together the best regular season of his career, which is crazy because Corey Seager, we've always seen this is like really good guy. He's never had a great regular season. He's always been pretty good. Mm -hmm. And he's healthy, which is really nice. Again, the staff is insane. And here's what's crazy. They're second in baseball in OPS plus, but behind the Rays. Unreal. They have the most games with 10 plus runs this season, doubling the Rays and the Cubs at 16. Twice as many. Like, that is unreal. They're also, they lead the league in batting average as a team, on base percentage, runs. They're second in slugging, second in OPS. They're second in ERA as a as a team, and third in whip. And I think, let me pull it back up. They're fifth in team FIP, and they're fourth in team ERA+. plus. So they're doing everything well. They're pitching well. They're hitting well. And it's not like they're in a gauntlet of a division, but they do have the Astros. Again, the Mariners were supposed to be pretty good. And some people, not me, had high aspirations for the Angels, and they are lapping most of those teams. Obviously, the Astros are still the Astros, and they're, what, like three games back. And I expect the Astros to probably still win this division because if there's anything I know about Houston, they play better in the second half of the year every single year. So I expect yeah. that to happen. But this Texas team, as long as they stay healthy, if they get the Grom back, remember, he's out right now. Because classic the Grom, who knows if they'll get him back. I have no faith in that. But yeah, if the they Grom get him back, hurt. who would have thought? If they get him back, because Nate Evaldi is a really good playoff pitcher. The Grom's the best pitcher of this generation. And then Martin Perez is the best number three in baseball, maybe. So this team looks disgusting. And I am very, very impressed by everything they've been able to do. Shout out, oh, Texas. For... Shout out, Texas. We, I'm, we've I'm been saying gonna... for a couple of years, not really a couple of years, but since they got Semien and Seager, so the last two years, that they were still like two years away. I figured in 2025, that's when it was going to go and, and be – their time because then their pitching staff would get a little bit better and they'd round out the team a little bit more. Jack Leiter would be up by then. I figured they would have to get an outfielder by then. I'm still worried about their outfield, but like Adelise Garcia is fantastic. So I don't remember if or which one of us said it, 
But I'm pretty sure Texas got mentioned on like our our preseason prediction episode to like do show something. up this year. Yeah, do something. Yeah. I don't remember either. I I think I might have said it. I think coming in, I said the Astros would win not only the American League but their division, obviously. And then you or Texas would make the playoffs and be the number two. I think that's what I said. I don't yeah. remember. Yeah, I, I don't I don't remember how or or what, but I'm pretty sure they got they got brought up for that. So it's no surprise. I mean, here they are. They're doing their thing, and and shout out second best record shot. in baseball. Yeah, sixty games in. That's that's impressive. That's impressive, man. Yeah. Shout out to them. Uh, disappointments. Let's go over. A disappointment that you have and I have. I want to go first on this one because go ahead. there are quite a few. There are quite a few disappointments. Okay. And I think I'm going to go. I was going to say the Cardinals. I'm not going to say the Cardinals. I think they're still going to win that division because it sucks and that division's horrible. They, they got to round it all the way out. <laughs> yeah, they're going to do it. The Seattle Mariners, the biggest disappointment for me this year. Every single player in their lineup has regressed offensively this year. Every single one. They're all down at least 20 points in their WRC pluses from last year. Teoscar has stricken out 80 times, 60 games in. And they have four of the top five guys leading the league in strikeouts. Which isn't inherently a bad thing. As you know, I'm not like an anti-strikeout guy. I think strikeouts, mm-hmm. are they suck, but like there's way they worse happen. things, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's just worse things. But this team had Julio Rodriguez, who we thought was amazing. And they are in the bottom third of the league in terms of OPS+. plus. They're not scoring runs at all. I think they're bottom. I'm, I'm gonna double check this real quick before I just start spewing nonsense. Yeah, they're bottom five in batting average as a team. They're hitting 228. So you're not slugging, and you're not hitting. I don't care if you have a team 228 batting average if you're fourth in home runs, if you're mm-hmm. sixth in extra base hits, if you're walking a ton. Those are fine, but they're not walking a lot. They're barely over a 30 percent on base percentage as a team. And this is supposed to be a good lineup. The weak part about this team was supposed to be the pitching. And their rotation's been fantastic. Obviously, Luis Castillo's been good. Um, I forgot the last name, but Bryce, uh, he had a bad start against the Yankees this week, but he's been fantastic to this point. And it's just not working. It's just not working. Munoz is over there. He's one of the best closers in the game. Logan Gilbert's had a really good year. And so the pitching side of it, you're looking, you're like, wow, this team is like playing pretty good. And then and then you you check out what their their batters are doing. And they're just not hitting at all. They're not scoring. Yeah. And in a division where you have, like we just mentioned, the Texas Rangers, who have one of the best full staffs in the league, the Houston Astros, who do have the best pitching in the league, and you can't hit already, that's a recipe for disaster. Plus, you gotta face Shohei a bunch, and you're just asking for a bad time. They're, mm. Probably all their OPS plus is off the Oakland A's, which is, I, I shout out. You got to stat pad it against somebody, I guess. But they've been super <laughs> disappointing. And I, I was hoping that them winning a playoff series would 
get them over the hump. You know when sometimes you just need to see a bucket go through, hit a hit a foul shot, yeah. and all of a sudden yeah. you can start heating up? No. No. And I worry about their future because if if not this year, then when? Yeah, like you, you can't just – thinking that you're going to add add to it and it's going to all work out it's not <laughs> like when it's is it going to be good if it's not now i mean obviously you want the but, astros to not be good but like all of a sudden you're getting lapped by texas yeah and like who who are you going to bring in to take you to that next level if you're not doing it right now i mean <laughs> I, you go get otani like that obviously helps but like how do they do that yeah. <laughs> you know like it's not like it's a big market where you're able to get these free agents over there. So they tried. They tried to bring in Teoscar. He's been really bad this year. All their yeah. guys they brought him been really bad. It's tough to see Adam Frazier go to Baltimore and just be balling. And he was horrible over there for them. So it's one of those mm. things. But they've been really disappointing. Fair enough. Um, Another one. And I mean, the, you you can book them as a disappointment every year. This this team is just something else. But the Mets, <laughs> the Mets, baby! Shout out to the Mets. They are in the bottom half of the league in so many stats. Everything. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it, everything. it's ridiculous. They're bottom half on runs, hits, uh, RBIs. <laughs> Average on base percentage, slugging, strikeouts, walks, home runs given up, runs given up, earned runs, <laughs> ERA. Like it, it, it just keeps on going on and on. And I mean, you're you're sitting at five hundred, and you're like, okay, that maybe it's not the biggest disappointment, but it's like you come into this season, and that shouldn't be the case. Yeah, you guys should be leading your division right now. Like yeah, you got. Well, Peter maybe Lonson no, no, no. The the the, uh, the the Braves have been amazing. So let's okay. Like, the Braves have been amazing. Don't don't be five hundred. That that that's that's where we need to be at because you got the Braves almost ten games over. Okay. No. <laughs> but I'm not confident with a with a five hundred Mets team because that five hundred could easily topple over on the back end of it. And now they, you guys they usually they usually play worse in the second half. Yeah, so it's like, what are we doing, bro? Well, the what Mets. What are we doing? The Mets. You know what they remind me of right now, and and this isn't a stray. I mean, it is a stray, but it, it is what it is. The Mets are reminding me, in real time, but just like two or three years delayed of what the Red Sox have become. And mm. the Red Sox are so desperate. And the Mets are so desperate to have winning, star-studded teams that are, like, names everywhere, that they should be good. And so they pump some money into some places. Maybe they shouldn't in this place. Maybe they shouldn't in that place. And then they're, like, surprised that the outcome isn't of what a team like the Houston Astros and the Rays are where they're not pumping as much money into these guys, but they're developing people. And they're exactly. creating a culture. And they're they're creating designated, like, jobs for people that they, they do this one, two things, and they do it well. Like, they're surprised when they're spending $90 million every year on Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander, and then they look at, like, Team ERA, and it's like, we're not the best? 
It's like, yeah, like, because... Yeah, it's going to be up. <laughs> because these guys are well past their prime, which I, th- I still think Scherzer and Verlander are two of the, the top 20 pitchers in the league. Like, that's not really an, an argument. But you're giving $45 million to Max Scherzer. He's turning 39 soon. And And who cares if they're top 20 in the league if that's not even gonna get you a ring at the end of the day and you're not able to develop anybody in that time so you're wasting all this space and money and time and effort putting into these two grandpas trying to make it work and nothing's coming from it like yeah cool you get some extra ticket sales you might win a couple extra games like cool but yeah. what does that mean for the grand scheme of it? If you guys are just going to get bounced or maybe not even make the playoffs, it's what does es- it do? It's especially tough, too, because, you know, Chris Bassett's been fantastic this year. They let Chris Bassett walk. That happens. Whatever. They, they went and got Kodai Senga. He's actually been really good. His last start was fantastic. He's had some good moments. He's had some bad moments. He's striking out a lot of people. His fork ball's disgusting, right? That's like one of the good things. This team, their bullpen has been bad for years. Obviously, Edwin going out, brutal. Blowing yeah. saves isn't necessarily the fault here, but it's like those middle innings, right? That that six, seven, eight, those are those are innings you win and lose baseball games in. And I mean, hey, shout here. out to them. They're they're fifth in saves, so shout out. Yeah, exactly. So they're getting to the ninth and awesome when they have a lead, but getting to the ninth has been tough for them. Uh, they've also yeah. been like just disappointing on offense. Like Francisco Lindor is got to be one of the more disappointing superstar signings that has happened in a while. Lindor's yeah. awesome. He's a fantastic defender. I think he's maybe one of the best leaders in the sport. But when it gets down to it, like you have to be an offensive leader on this team when you cannot score. That is the issue for the Mets. It has been an issue for the Mets. For the last 10 years, they'll throw the Grom out there and they can't score. And now Lindor was the guy. And obviously Pete Alonso is probably really the guy, but like Lindor is the face of this team. And he hasn't been very yeah. good at all. Just hasn't, nope. especially offensively. He has not been very good. Nobody on this team is hitting particularly well. I think guys like Jeff McNeil are, are tough because... He's getting on base well this year, but his OPS is so low. Like he's hitting 282, but his OPS is 700. You know what? You know what has a 700 OPS right now? Anthony Volpe. He's hitting 190 and is third in the league in strikeouts, and he has almost the same OPS as Jeff McNeil. That's their contact, get on base, knock in runs guy. Yeah, that's crazy. Like that cannot be the thing. They have two guys with a. OPS above an 800, and one of them is exactly 800. The Mets are going to met, man. The Mets are going to met. The Mets are going to met every year. It's crazy, and I feel bad for Mets fans because, like, they they wrap up the, the team with a nice bow to start the year. It always looks so it's good. Like, it's like, yeah, we're we're going to do it this year. We, we look good. Then you crumble up that piece of paper and throw it in the trash can, and you brick it because yeah. you guys suck. Better not be yelling Kobe when you shoot it. Please don't. That's disrespectful. <laughs> Shout out Francisco Alvarez, though. He's been one of the best players in baseball since they called him up. He's been fantastic. And he was a top catcher prospect for a reason. He's hitting. He's mashing. And I love that. 
It's nice to see one of their prospects actually work out. I feel like the Good. I feel like a big problem with the Mets too is they always wind up rushing their prospects because like we need to win now and then they stop developing and now they're just like not that good. Exactly. Exactly. Call them up. It's what, it's what happened with Jared thing. Kelnick last year. Not to keep going back to Seattle, but he was a Met at one point. He got rushed up because he was he was mashing and triple They're like, oh, we just got to bring him up. He was terrible. He's taken a little bit of a step back. He, he took some time. He's hitting the baseball pretty well. He's like the only guy in Seattle that has a pulse half his at-bats. So, you know, got to give these young guys a little bit of time. You can't rush them up just for the sake of winning. They, I feel like the Mets and, and the front office just feel like they have so much pressure to go get these shiny names and, and put a, a well-known team out there on the field and, and not go ahead and take a step back and, and take some years to actually sit there and, and develop players and, and, and maybe chalk it up a couple of years. Like, you're not going to compete. I feel like they're scared to do that. And and that's what's really going to hold them back from ever taking that step. You know what I think their biggest problem is? Is I think they want to be an analytical team really badly. And then, like, one of the analytical guys that they get doesn't fully work out. They're like, ah, go get that's Verlander. It. And Verlander, like, analytically is great, right? But, like, no. they get Marcana, analytical god, on-base machine, home run, walk, strikeout, king, right? He hasn't been like what he was in Oakland. He's he's been okay. It's like, oh well, can't do that anymore. No, need contact guys. And then they they don't work out. It's like you have to pick a demon and like kind of go after yeah. one of these ways. And if it works, it works. But when you have a toe half in, half out, you don't get to enjoy either of it. Can't have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. So. But those are those are definitely some disappointments. <laughs> They got a 1.5% chance to win the World Series, so. Oof. Oof. Shout out <laughs> Vegas. Shout Who has the Vegas. best odds? It's got to be Houston, right? Um, I don't know. Let me let me see what happens if I click this, <laughs> if it shows everybody. Um, so. I'm oof. looking to. Uh, Atlanta got a 17.1%. Dodgers got a... Got a seventeen point one also. Uh the Rays eighteen point eight. So the Rays. The Rays yeah. have the biggest percentage. Eighteen point eight percent. And if you're looking at odds, the Braves have the best odds to win it. Which is interesting because usually you'll go NLAL team is one two, just for because obviously that's just how that works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is how that works. Uh but it is Braves, Dodgers, and then Rays, Astros, Yankees. So you go two NL teams and then four straight AL. They actually have the Blue Jays in this mix above the Mets and above the Rangers. Interesting. Very, very interesting. A sneaky, disappointing team. Not sneaky. They've actually maybe been more disappointing than the teams we talked about. Padres. Dear God, man. Yeah. That one through five in their their lineup is insane. And then, like, six through nine is, like, actually such an abyss Plus the one through five are playing pretty disappointingly for the most part outside of Fernando. And then Machado gets hurt and Soto's been better and you know they they they've all been good at different times. They haven't pieced it together simultaneously. And then when the bottom half of the lineup is so bad that they're just devoid of even the semblance of production, that'll do it to you. So they've been really disappointing. 
But shout out to the teams that are good and we kind of expected. Dodgers, Braves, Astros, Yankees, Rays. Fully expected all of them to be good. Yeah, and the the Yankees had a had a big little hiccup there for a few weeks. They're vibing. Looking, they're vibing. You want one quick Yankee stat before we get out of here? The Yankees have had the toughest strength of schedule to this point in the league. They've also had the most guys on the IL in all of baseball, and they've had the most time spent on the IL in all of baseball. And here they and are with the four, the fourth or fifth best record. So pretty impressive from them. Uh, I don't think they're games the, over five hundred. Shout out. Yeah, I don't think they're the best team by any means right now. But like impressive no. to where they are considering everything. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, e- even if uh, they don't end up winning this division and the Rays take it, fine. They yeah. Put put the put the banner up there. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you you guys love putting up a uh, wild card. Banner, wild card so. banners, give them another go, one. Go go ahead, and get you a little division let's, winner let's, banner. Let's go, fill go up. We gotta fill out the trot, man, and it, it's not gonna be with people. So let's get some banners in there. <laughs> makes makes it look good. <laughs> makes it look nice. So mm-hmm. shout out. That's that's all we got for you guys. Again, the finals are coming up on Wednesday and Friday. Baseball is just kicking and screaming. Next week we'll probably. Go over to finals, and then, like I mentioned, maybe go over some all-star ballots. I think that sounds pretty fun. So we'll uh, make yeah, some we ballots. Yeah, we fill it out. Yeah, we'll make a ballot and then see who we have different on them. I think that's going to be a good good little good little take there. So thank you guys again. Yeah. Make sure you're following us at Spectators Media on all socials. If you like this and you're watching on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe. And we'll see you guys next week, next Monday, for episode 190. Later, everybody. Peace. Later. Get your tickets. Bye.